Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. My name is Keenan. Joined <laughs> by Kyle, of course. Um, you'll be seeing us. You watch one, watch the football one. We got a basketball one. I've been itching to talk basketball for a while. Kyle's been itching to talk basketball for a while. We just quit the shenanigans. Kyle, where do you want to start? You pick. You um, pick. I got a lot to talk about. So, so go either way. I'll talk. I'm going to start with Draymond and the Warriors real quick. Uh, Draymond is... Draymond kind of sucks. He's been doing this for his career, obviously. And I do feel... I actually talked about this for school on a little project I did. I feel like Draymond's been getting somewhat a pass because of the fact that he's been winning championships for his career. Uh, just because this behavior of his has honestly been going on since a rally, since he's, they've been notable 2015, but he does get away with it. He's cost them a championship, if not maybe more, depending on what Kevin Durant does. I think he was leaving regardless, but the chance that he could have maybe stayed, maybe Steph's able to work something out there, but he definitely didn't want to be around Draymond playing any longer. And he punched Jordan Poole, the spinning back fist, the, uh, stomp of Sabonis and the choke of Gobert happens all within a year span. Like that can't like what's going on. Like I honestly think either all within a six month span, yeah, really, like, seven month span. Even. Yeah. Like what's, what's going on. I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. Like the, so from the Sabonis to the uh, Nurkic was 27 games. So like once every nine games, he was doing something crazy. Like in the 27 games he played. That's right there. That is the Draymond Green aspect. I'm going to let you touch on the Draymond Green, what your thoughts are there before we hop into the Warriors itself because they're on a whole other topic, of course. But He's long been enabled, mm-hmm. uh, especially really, I would say, since the Jordan Poole punch because he didn't even get suspended for that. No, we all they didn't the want a missing ring night, but again. Yeah, like he that should have been... To, like, look, we've seen what Jordan Poole is since he's left the Warriors. Like, I always thought it was insane. The people saying he might be a Steph replacement. That was always crazy to me. I could have seen the Clay replacement or maybe he goes to the starting lineup and Clay goes to the sixth man. Yeah. I think that would have been ideal for them. That would have made the most sense. But, look, Jordan Poole, no offense, I like his game. He's got handle. But, you know, he's more... He's a he's me more, first. He's more Nick Young than Clay Thompson. He's a me first that. player. More Nick Young than Clay Thompson. Look, Nick Young, prime Nick Young would have thrived on those Warriors teams Swaggy too. P. But, and actually did play for those Warriors teams down the stretch there as a role player. <laughs> he, but, did. <clears throat> he did. He I think did. specifically since the punch, though, I think he's been enabled. Because that's one, even before we saw the video, he should have been suspended for that. Yeah. Come on, he knocked out his teammate in practice. I don't care if it was right before the yeah. season for Rig Knight. Whatever, bring him out for Rig Knight, that's fine. But he should have been suspended for at least two weeks. Yeah. Then the Gobert thing, I said when that happened, I said, watch, it's going to be a soft suspension, and we're going to be right back where we were. And that's exactly what happened. He got suspended, what, two to five games for the choke? 
which he escalated by I want to say it was five but like even then that could have been 10 to 12 and that was some pushing and shoving that escalated into Draymond trying to rear naked choke Rudy Gobert and then I was watching the game where he smacked Nurkic up he that was the same thing as as Ron Artest and James Harden just like a quick reaction and Ron Artest had been on his good behavior for years mm-hmm. at that point. Whereas Draymond, it's weirdly been, yeah, before he would get on refs a lot. But now, like, it seems like every game, there's something he could get kicked out for. Yeah. It looks like he tries to get kicked out a lot. And I don't understand where his head's at. And Steve Kerr alluded to that. He said, you know, Draymond needs help, not just for his basketball career, but, like, after his career, it looks like. If he's going to be acting like this, you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but... It's an interesting story to me, and there yeah. was a lot of people, obviously, in the age we live in, that after that, that's like, you know, is he done with the Warriors? Is he going to be on a new team? I can't picture it just because I think he unlocks Steph a lot. Yeah. Steph's great by himself, sure, but I do think Steph gains another 10 15% of whatever it is that makes Steph Curry Steph Curry when Draymond's there. They have this kind of telepathic chemistry that you know not a lot of two players have together no and they have it um i think you got a better chance of seeing clay thompson off the warriors yeah and then draymond green i think draymond green's gonna finish out the year and i actually kind of think it's a blessing in disguise because the warriors are in the spot because we haven't really got the games yet it seems like it's going to be 20 to 25 but it seems like the warriors are gonna have to dig deep and fill other people i mean you see that wiggins is coming off the bench now and they're kind of mixing and matching here that's what they're going to need to do until Draymond gets back. And I think they'll be in the playoff picture. They're kind of inching back into that play-in status right now. They've been they've been good since Draymond has actually departed. Clay has become a human again. He's been playing really good basketball. Brandon Pachemski, I think I pronounced his last name right. Um, he's actually been very good. He's like 11-6 for them. He's been rebounding great as a guard. Uh, really, for this team right now... They need Steph to score 30. They're like 10 and 3 when Steph scores 30, and whatever the record is when not, they only have five other wins. So, whatever that and the losses are. But pretty much for them to win right now, Steph needs to be elite of elite. So, they're, they've got a little bit of issue. I thought, I think Clay, I know Clay, I think Chris Paul off the bench actually is a good thing for them. I thought it was going to be a weird fit. But the fact that he is fine coming off the bench, I really like that because he's controlling the second unit and you get him and Clay together. I think that's good for that. But they need, they somehow need another trade and another piece without, I don't know if they can give up Kaminga because Kaminga has become somebody who actually matters to them. On it, I don't know. I don't think they can really get much right now for Wiggins. He's supposed to be their second best player at this point, and he's any he's far but like this is the Wiggins that you were worried about was coming to the Warriors when they traded him. But obviously, he went on the perfect playoff, perfect for him playoff run. We thought he found his role. He was an All Star, was the second best player on that championship team throughout the entire playoffs, and. Then just that now it looks he's a shell of himself, but he's 28. I don't know what I don't know what's happening. It's not like he's coming off of major injuries. Like he was out yes last year for personal reasons, whatever was going on with him there. Hope that's better. But 
I don't know what it is with him, but he's not playing like Wiggins. He had a good Christmas Day game, but that's yeah, cool. this is the Wiggins that we, you know, that we saw in the Timberwolves, that we saw at Kansas. It's you know the Wiggins that kind of is more than okay with just being a background character, mm-hmm. and uh, that's fine if everyone on the Warriors is clicking. Then that athleticism and that defense and everything else that comes with Wiggins shines. Uh, yeah. And then, like you said, in that finals run, he really like shined. He really asserted himself yeah. and was doing that the first half of last year up until he had to go away mm-hmm. for personal reasons. And uh, now he's back to the same old Wiggins. I do think that's why I think the Draymond thing's okay. They moved him to the bench. It does seem like he's starting to assert himself a little more. I like him on the bench. Know. I I like him on I like him coming off the bench. I almost would wouldn't mind Draymond Green coming off the bench if I'm gonna be honest when he comes back. And it's like one of those things where I think they could play around with it. Obviously he got benched in the finals and then like it would kind of worked its way out from there. But I wouldn't mind him coming off the bench. Like as a as presently constructed, this team's peak is second round. And that's their P. Obviously, they unless Steph goes nuts, like averaging forty, and like can will them into a conference finals. But their peak is second round. Their floor is honestly missing the play in. That there's like they could uh, with how many good teams are on the West, but they need to go on a run. They they're st- they're starting to, but I mean the loss to the Nuggets is okay. But they need to string together seven to ten to get to like right now before the All Star break. Yeah, they need to go on a run. They absolutely need to make a trade, yes. no matter who it is. And yeah, ideally you would keep Kaminga, but hey, if he's who you need to move to get size, because that's what they really need is size. Maybe you do it. Uh, I don't think Sark's going to cut it right now, even though I like Sark as a fit with the Warriors. I really do. He's got off the bench, but they need a Porzingis-style guy. Obviously not Porzingis, like, or even like, but... The guy who can stretch the floor, make plays offensively, you can run some sets through him, but defensively at least is going to be a rim protector and help the interior defense because that seems to be where they're struggling. Surprisingly, rebounding, they're like a top-five team rebounding right now. Didn't think that was going to happen, so they're showing effort because that's effort. If they got someone like Kelly Olenek, and if if you're two, someone's Kelly Olenek and Looney, Mm -hmm. and then Sarek too, You'd be okay, and Draymond. You'd yeah. be okay, because Draymond is playing at a high level. The shooting's been gone, but the playmaking, the defense, the rebounding, that's still all there with Draymond. So, you know, I don't know what the answer is. He's got to come back in top form for him, and that's the thing. I mean, it's not like he's John Morant. It's not like he's 23. He can't just come back and – I mean, actually, in a way, he kind of can because he's really just setting screens and mm-hmm. you know all that. But it will take him a little more to get back into rhythm, especially yeah. he's already been in and out this year. Yep. So, I don't know. They're a conundrum to me. I think more than anything, they need to trade. I definitely don't think Draymond's out of there this year, uh, next year, whatever. You'll need Steph's blessing for Draymond to go away. Um, Clay's a different story because obviously it's a contract, it's a contract thing rather thing. rather than being. I can't. When it came to one of the big three leaving, it was always Clay to me because Draymond, I feel, has to fit a certain niche. And at this point, with like his demeanor, like I really only could see him right now on the Lakers. Otherwise, because I think he could go to any contender. I think he could. I think he could go to another contender and be okay. I just couldn't. There's some teams I don't think that would take him because of he'd be fine on Boston. Like I think ideally a mature team. The only team that you could trade Draymond to, the perfect trade 
that would like for the Warriors would be Draymond for Al Horford because they're essentially the same player. Al Horford can hit threes. The Celtics would never do that. I yeah, don't think of because of his ability to hit threes. Yeah, I think in general they might take him up on that. Um, but Horford is Porzingis insurance, right? Yeah. But it'll be interesting. They got to get somebody. They got to get somebody on the cheap for size, whether it's someone off just off the buyout market or who's a free agent right now. Or I don't. I don't know what the answer is, but they got to get someone who can just bang with Jokic, bang with Embiid. Uh, even someone Anthony like Davis. Dwayne Dedman. Like, <laughs> I mean, he could semi-stretch the floor. He played solid minutes for the Heat, but he's like a seven-footer who's seven footer, yeah. a solid interior defender. Like, just someone like that to spell Looney some minutes and you don't just become a team that you can just get to the basket on at will. They need that, and I think they honestly need another guy who can put up 15 to 20. Like, yeah. I think, like, and like not have to be 20, but Jordan Clarkson, like that kind of person off the bench that could really get you buckets when you need it. Cause right now their offense, when they don't have perfect offense off the bench, they don't really have a guy who can break you down. Like Chris Paul can every now and again, but otherwise it's normally clay and you don't, I don't want clay taking more than six dribbles really. To be fair though, they never really had that prior either. It really was always Curry and clay. Yeah, they you did. can't really bank on Clay. If um, Clay was what he, I mean, like if Clay stays where he is right now, then probably then you might be fine. But I don't know if this is just like a little hot spell or if this is something that can actually continue. Because before it was okay, Clay can get you forty at any point. I mean, Clay can get you sixty really, and then obviously Steph can go get you fifty, sixty at any point too. So yeah, that I made think... it easier. And you had Kevin Durant for a couple of years, too. That kind of makes things kind of easy. I think that's where Kerr comes in the picture because I think he would tell you right now, like, Wiggins and Kaminga can be those guys. Yeah. Uh, and Kaminga's been a little more consistent than Wiggins. He's been offensively so. consistent. Actually, Kaminga's been a lesser on the defensive side, which kind of is surprising because with his athleticism, he should be. almost feels like Wiggins at early on, where Wiggins would give you 20 a game, but Wiggins defensively was like, why aren't you locked Left down? Left more to be desired. Yeah, yeah like Wiggins has, and I don't then he became live potential, but he's got, he's got Paul George first potential, team, first team all defense potential. Yeah, he's got Paul George potential for sure. Like the way he can, he's six eight long, moves laterally well, and then we saw it in the playoffs when they went on their finals run. Like he was legitimately like locking people down at times and really giving them defensive stops. And Kaminga they felt was going to be that same kind of player because he's got that side-to-side quickness plus the athleticism. But he's been shooting the ball better. He's been making plays for himself. So offensively, he's been something. But defensively, he's been lackluster. And that's something that he def- – that's an effort thing more than it is a talent and a body thing. But Yeah, so it's worries. my belief. I mean, we're heading right to the new year. Uh, trade deadline, but they moved it up. It's before – I don't remember now. Is it before All-Star Weekend? I want to say They change yes. the date regardless. So it's my belief that they will play this lineup through January. Draymond probably comes back at whether it's the end of February January 8th. or February 8th. Yeah. So I'm going to guess Draymond comes back sometime between the end of January and that date. And mm-hmm. again, I don't – you think Draymond's going to be elsewhere? I highly doubt that. I believe I- Draymond will be back. Clay will still be there, blah, blah, blah. I could see Draymond um, retiring a Warrior. I could see Clay not retiring a Warrior. Retiring a Warrior, that's... I mean, well, I retiring Who a knows? Warrior... What try, I Who mean, with that, retiring but. himself as, like, 
a very useful player as a warrior. Like he it's obviously, possible. like obviously I mean, he, he might, that, he did sign that extension. Like he obviously, um, like maybe last two years, he goes to just some random team, plays like ten minutes a game, and might give you some quality minutes here and there. More so, just to get him as a leader and an enforcer. Sure, enforcer. But. Sure. Um, no, I do think I think they're going to give it January to see really like what happens with Wiggins and Kaminga. In particular, that would be my guess because they have to make moves. You might move off of Wiggins, honestly. Wiggins and Moody might get you something decent. They might, and yeah, Moody's been playing really well. Mm -hmm. Moody's been playing really well. Um, But that's the thing. I mean, Kerr, to his credit, Kerr's been on a lot of championship teams, whether it was the Bulls, whether it was the Spurs. He was on the Blazers, and they had Rasheed Wallace and and that whole that whole crew. Suns front office. Suns front office. So he's been around a lot of talent, and that's probably why he's partial to Draymond. He's been through the Dennis Rodman experience, which, you know, was twice. Two, three, four. No, like once. Wait, no, was it twice? No, he wasn't on the Spurs at that. He was just, uh, yeah, Spurs before. Spurs before, just once. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean, he's probably partial to Draymond for that reason. I'm sure Dennis Rodman was two or three levels beyond what Draymond is. (laughs) We saw that in the last dance, right? Yeah. So... But Draymond is hurting his team. I mean, he he cost them something last year. I mean, you could you could pinpoint. I know Poole and Kaminga didn't have the best body language. They weren't the best teammates last year. But a lot of that was part of Draymond and how he acted. Yeah, he said the they, he lost the locker room. He said, and he lost the ability to really demand, really demand respect from them. Because why would Jordan Poole respect you if you're? I'm not that you weren't. You were saying, I know he was like, it's reports that he was saying some like kind of crazy things, but that still doesn't give you the right as a teammate to just, especially as the lead, the vocal leader of that roster, exactly to deck him. And like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they got to the second round, they lost to the Lakers in six, and really it was on the back of Steph Curry. Maybe Jordan Poole doesn't just become me first. Maybe he takes into that next step. Like you never know. Maybe a connected they go Warriors team competes. Yeah, they they that they, season they, series probably goes seven, and then we never know. And they competed, but they weren't they weren't a unit. They no. did not have the chemistry of the Warriors in the past, and they only you know, beat the Kings because Steph because of Steph's greatness in Game Seven. Like the, the Kings yeah. were a more the I Kings mean, were probably a better team. Like I got just put on Steph. Steph was obviously great, but I think it was a total of. You know their postseason grit. Yeah, you can get yeah. by the Kings with that, because the but the Kings, yeah, were every yeah. bit as good as you're the Warriors. You're not getting by LeBron and AD. But you're not getting by LeBron and AD. No. So when you copy, you know, you take the 2016 Finals yep. where Draymond love taps LeBron, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know we know what happens after that. Whatever, whatever. But you mix that with him pushing KAD out the door, and they can say whatever they want. That's exactly what happened. We yep. saw it. We saw it at the Clippers game. Yeah. Uh, him between that. Again, the pool incident last year, and now this, where he's going to be out just 30-plus games just due to suspension, not even counting his injuries. Um, man, they're wasting for sure two years this year and last year of Steph's prime. I don't think – we never know. Obviously, Kevin Durant got injured in that last season against the uh, when they lost to the Raptors, so I'll, you can count that out because that probably could have happened regardless of the Draymond thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. like that's just a freak accident. They could have been four-time champs because they still were going to pursue Kevin Durant. And I don't know if Kevin Dur- I don't know if them losing game 7 was the only reason Kevin Durant was going to go there. He wanted to play good basketball. So and then they won two afterwards and you can't convince me that them winning that game completely changes their entire arc. Like so they could have been like a four-peat in that, but Draymond obviously cost that. You lost maybe another championship or two with Kevin Durant cuz again, 
Steph, Kevin Durant, and Clay Thompson, even off Steph and Kevin Durant together, that makes that not a wasted season. Sure. Like that already, like we saw what Westbrook did with Kevin Durant. Dude's a better Westbrook, obviously better player than Westbrook Steph. So Draymond's cost them possibly a couple championships, but also he's been there and they've won four, been to six. So you can't like, like he, you don't, you, the people don't blame him as much as he probably could be blamed. Uh, I mean, you know, I think he gets the smoke he deserved. I, I think, think now I think, he has. I think that instant shine light on it. Like, I hey, think now he has. Like, hey, 2016, this and that, which is fair because, you know what, we've seen players like Draymond who run hot, and it's what comes with it. It's just, you know, I think what, that was his, was that Suns game? It wasn't his first game back, was it? No, yeah, it was, he was back for a couple of games. But, yeah. If that was, was his exactly, first game back, games. that'd be nuts. It was a couple games, and they were – I was watching that game. It was a close game. It was an intense moment, and it was a game that the Warriors really needed. And he just tugged on his jersey a little bit. Like, it wasn't anything It wasn't anything that doesn't happen on 40 out of, like, 60 possessions in the NBA. Like, just tugging on a jersey. I'm interested. I'm always interested in what the Warriors are up to because it's, it's been drama ever since Durant. Yes. I mean, it was really drama before that, but especially ever since Durant. It's been this every single year. And Draymond's always at the center of it. Of course. And it seems like it's the end. But we know this. We know Steph's going to be in Golden State next year. Mm-hmm. Probably Draymond. Maybe Clay. We don't know. We don't know what it's going to look like. But, man, they're hanging on by a thread with that big three. Yes. And, uh, I mean, I think, who knows? We could go back in the archives. But I always thought it was kind of crazy for them to do the whole James Wiseman, Jordan Poole thing while having Draymond, Steph, and Clay. I think they could have definitely traded those picks. They definitely could have got vets to go with them. I would have drafted Lamelo. I mean, I said that at the time. I, Lamelo just and Lamelo's fine, and uh, Lamelo probably definitely would have been a better he, fit. He just made he just made more sense. But even but, but even so, you could have packaged that second pick and somebody else and gotten a true impact player. I I always bring this name up, but a Chris Middleton style player. I always bring that name. They up. would have got a true impact player that they do not have right now, yep. which they did happen Wiggins and. You know, Wiggins is Wiggins. He's he's gonna come. He's gonna go. But they could have gotten a. They could have gotten like a legitimate like big. Could've. They could have gotten like a legitimate big. Uh, could have. We'll see. I mentioned Porzingis. I'm actually interested. How do you feel about your Celtics? Celtics are fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw them. They kind of took it to the to the Lakers yesterday. Yeah. They're a matchup problem for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I think. The finals, if they want to be the team that comes out of the East, I think they're the team to lose that, right? I don't, the Bucks don't play D. The Bucks are figuring it out. They're second in the East right now. They're twenty two and seven, though they're they're doing better to figure. Are twenty three and seven? Or twenty two and eight possibly now with the loss to the Knicks, but they're doing better to figure it out. But go on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know you'd favor the Celtics over the Bucks in that case if they hypothetically met up. Uh, and you'd favor them over the Sixers, obviously. And the Sixers are playing great, and Bede's playing amazing. And Bede has taken a step up. Huge props to him because he could have just folded and said, whatever, I'm still the same in Bede. But he's, you know, added layers to his game, added dimensions to his game. Again, props to him. They seem to need a little more talent. They seem to need one more player. Who yeah. knows it's working right now. But the Celtics just have so much options. I mean, Tatum's for sure, obviously, an all-star. Przingis could be an all-star. Derek White could be an all-star. Uh, Jalen seems like he's, like, the fourth most important guy on the team. Yeah. And he just got 
what, the biggest extension in NBA history? Yeah. Uh, so I'm not too worried about the Celtics. I think when it comes to them, whoever came out of the West, whether it was the Nuggets, whether it was the Lakers, I would favor them over the Celtics. I think they're still the uh, – don't have the best basketball IQ, especially at the end of games. They seem to love jacking up threes still. They live and die by it. Um, I think Missoula has improved, especially on, uh, you know, after timeout plays. I think Brad Stevens would be proud of some of these plays he's drawing up. He's definitely improved. Yeah. But I still think the IQ is lacking. Um, but, hey, I mean, when they got everybody playing and you've got Hol- – I didn't even mention Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jalen Jason, and Perzingis. Then you got Horford coming off the bench. you got a shooter like Sam Hauser. Uh, Prigioni, Prigioni, Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> Sorry, I just said Pablo Prigioni. I was going to say Pablo, Pablo Prigioni, Pablo, Pablo uh, and Peyton Prigioni. I haven't talked about that guy. No they're minute. deep, and they can give any backcourt problems. They get the best defensive backcourt in the league with Derek White and Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. Derek White is such a blessing, and that trade just looks better and better by the day. It already looked great last year, but yeah. Um, so the Celtics, mm-hmm. I haven't really moved off of anything with them i still think they're the most talented team in the league the deepest team in the league um but i just in a big game in a game seven against milwaukee they would have the defensive advantage what about iq that's where it would be and i'd still probably favor them over milwaukee it's really the teams in the west that i would be like hmm, so i don't really know like if the warriors were better the warriors had they had their shit together and they had one more player and they really like were a contender right now. I would take them over the Celtics just because of that grit and that IQ that the Celtics we, have clearly I mean, lacked. We saw it a couple weeks ago or like a week ago. Like it seemed late game, the Celtics weren't making the plays that they needed to against the Warriors. And obviously, Steph had some big shots. They it's got typical to Celtics right there. So, so it was, it was, that was a game the Celtics should have won, and the Warriors ended up pulling it out. I was going to say you saw, you had some heroics, but Chris Paul was making big plays down the stretch too. And that's, I was going to say, that's one of the, again, saving graces for the Warriors that they have someone like Chris Paul who is going to be calm in every situation. And hopefully, Drew Holiday can bring that to the Celtics being a champion, being a guy who can control the offense, but that's going to be, and the, even he's not a classic. He's not a classic. He's a, he's a, he's a classic combo guard. Yes. And he always has been. He does have better feel for the game than most. Yeah. Right? As I, say, I think he has a better feel for the game at times than Marcus smart did. So you hope that he can kind of get that elevation for you and he can do everything defensively. 98% that Marcus smart can do. The only thing that Marcus Smart does a little bit more is versatility, but Drew Holiday is a better on-ball defender. Like, it just sucks because they have such a smart team, such a good team, such a well-put-together team. Yeah. But when you come down to the last two minutes, I can guarantee you right now they're going to slow down the ball, slow down the offense, which, I mean, the game always gets slow at the end, but you know what I mean. They're going to walk it up. They're going to milk the shot clock down to eight seconds, and we're going to get a step-back three from Jalen or Jason or a kick-out three to someone like Przingis. When you have more than enough options to attack the rim. You got Derek White and Drew Holiday, who are bigger guards, who are often going to have to mismatch. Uh, there was a play, I think it was against the Warriors, actually, where Drew Holiday had a beeline to the rim. He could have just put his head down, because that game went into OT, right? Yep. They could have, Yeah, that was the play then. He could have put his head down, just went right to the rim, either got a foul or got a layup, pulled it out, gave it to Tatum. Tatum did a step back three, OT. And that's that was over Kamingo. That, yeah, yeah. Kamega played good D on that, but again, you're it was easy to play defense on. You know, you know, Jason Tatum's going to give you a little hezzy to the step back 
three point shot. Like so, that's just that's good. I mean, and that's okay when you're the Bucks and it's Dame or Giannis, and you know more often than not it's going to be Dame taking that shot. They got way too many options here. They got Dude. way too many options in Boston for that to be the case. They so. don't need the they don't need the traditional like Jason Tatum's a superstar, so he has to take the last yeah. shot. Like exactly. that's not the like, in Milwaukee. You kind of need no, you don't need that more so, but like it's Dame move out of the way. Giannis come set me a screen maybe, or if I want the matchup, I'm gonna take the matchup. Like that's why they got him. Obviously, Chris Middle can Tim can hit a big shot too. Grayson Allen can I hit a three if he's open, so it's not like he's, he's, on, the he's on the Suns. Don't worry, like I was getting it there. He's on the Suns because he just dropped like tw- sixteen he in carried the, them yesterday. He, was say he just carried him. I think he had thirty-two on the game. But anyways, they have players who can hit. They have players who can hit shots. Middleton but, looks better, he's, but Middleton does look better. He's coming along, uh, but with the Celtics, it'll always be an IQ thing with me. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not going to get overly excited. Um, the Heat are eventually going to make a trade. The Heat look great. I didn't even. I left them out of the top four. They're playing great with all their young guys. With right. Jamie just kind of doing what he does, coasting into the season. So say Jamie, that was a great pick right now. He is playing great basketball, and I'm loving every second of it. Absolutely. So you let them make a trade, or maybe who knows, Jovic? Maybe he gets inserted in the second half of the year and becomes an impact guy. They're going to get some improvement somewhere does not matter who's on their team as long as Jimmy's healthy yeah. and prodding his way into the season. I mean, I say, he sat on Christmas Day. And him, Bam looks a little beat. better. Bam and Bam's doing better. his thing. So, hey, he aren't afraid of the Celtics. I don't care how much talent the Celtics have. If they draw the heat in the heat, just get one more guy, a guy and a half even. They're going to be okay. They're going to give all three of those teams, Celtics, Sixers, and the Bucks. We're going to give all three of them problems. None of them the want to see Miami. None, None of them of want to see Miami, and Miami's not afraid of any one no, of them. They they've didn't. taken, I think, well, they've definitely taken Boston out. They've definitely taken Milwaukee out of the playoffs before. I don't think they've taken Philly out. I don't they, think they've gotten that they took out. They took out Philly, but that was when Joel Embiid was injured, and then Ben Simmons played like a couple games. You know, they took him out then, so they really haven't taken out like a healthy Sixers team, but clearly they've taken Boston out two out of the last three times they played in the playoffs and they've taken Milwaukee out two of the last three times they played in the playoffs, including a one an eight one over and stuff. So there's they no one wants to see the heat in that aspect because they're just they're well coached and as Miami as a Boston down the stretch, you don't know what you're getting from them. Miami down the stretch, you pretty much know what you're getting from them for the most part. They're gonna be sound. Sometimes they can get stagnant, which I don't love. But at the same time, Jimmy Butler, Jim, as I say, when you have Jimmy Butler, he's not afraid of any moment. I do have a question because you said that there's the Nuggets, there's the Lakers. Do you feel confident in the Lakers getting being like a real contender right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Lakers whatsoever. Okay. I was, Literally just health with them, whether it's Braun or whether it's AD, that's it. They don't even need to make a trade as far as I'm concerned. They will. Uh, but I think don't. they could add a shooter, but I mean, just because yeah, but that would be they don't need to add anything defensively, offensively. If you get AD locked in, you don't have to even get him locked in every night. But when you need it, if AD gets you buckets, I think that's really going to be what it comes down to. Because LeBron seems to not be slowing down; like he just for some reason 
age doesn't matter to him. I don't really get it. <laughs> like he he might not have his 40 to 40 plus inch vertical anymore. It might just be 36, but it's still explosive. <laughs> He's still almost getting his head at the rim. So it's still explosive. You can get to the rim whenever he wants. Yeah. I'm not worried about the Lakers at all. I, I They were my favorite roster going into the season. They still mm-hmm. seem to be figuring things out, but... And, I'm not particularly worried about the Lakers, mm-hmm. um, the T Wolves. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about them. I'm still confused as to why you and Cam left them off your com- contending teams, given that you thought Ant was going to take this leap. Uh, they're such a good defensive team. Towns is bought in. Towns is like bought into the number two completely. That um, that was the thing. I wasn't sure if that was going to. I didn't like. I still. I never liked the fit with Gobert and Towns, but with Towns, kind of. Towns has changed like his mentality. He knows it's Anthony Edwards' team. He's kind of just doing what he can to fit in. Obviously, he can score 22 points. He can get you 30 on any given night because he's that talented. But the way that they're playing and they're gelling together, I didn't think they were going to be able to gel at the level they are now. And they are. So I thought I so because, I mean, we saw it in the playoffs last year. We saw them give the Nuggets, aside from the Lakers who got swept, the best you know, competition that they had really mm-hmm. uh, the entire way through. I mean, the Heat are up there too, but in the West, I think it was the Timberwolves that gave them the best yep. competition. Uh, and check this out. Gobert and Towns, they said, hey, we're going to throw Nas Reed in there too. You're going to take all this size, pause, but you're going to take all this size and have to deal with it. Yeah. Gobert, Reed, and Towns, and Edwards at the two. I mean, he could play the three comfortably and he plays the two and he's like 6'8". Mm-hmm. And today's an like N- NBA, he could play the four. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, honestly. He really could. So the T-Wolves are right there. The Thunder are the third seed right now, which Cam predicted accurately. Yeah. Uh, I like Ch- Chet has been playing better than I expected him to Chet play. looks great. I was going to say, he's definitely competing with Wemby for Rookie of the Year. Like, he's, he is playing really, really good basketball. And it's, it's nice to see because coming into the league, I wasn't – obviously his size was the concern because of how skinny he was. But he's put on a little bit of muscle, you can tell, and he's not afraid of anybody. Like he's he's willing to get into the basket, get to the basket, fight for a rebound, contest shots at the rim, any shot at the rim, regardless if he feels he's gonna get he could get dunked on or not, he's gonna contest it. So he's showing all the fight in the world. And a couple Warriors games, he's made some big shots. Uh, he can stretch the floor. I really like the game that Chet has right now. He. Can, in a couple of years, I think he can be the, the legitimate number two to Shea at one if he stays. There. Yeah, Chet's a dog. Chet's a dog. I mean, he's an incredibly smart defender. Yes. Um, I have questions bit. about OKC really competing in the playoffs. Like, they obviously have the talent to do it, but it's like, I don't know if I could take them over certain teams. They feel like the Dolphins. A little bit. Where they have, like, where they have peak power. They have kind of like... When they're rolling, you're like, okay, they have the talent to beat anybody, but you kind of want to see it. They, they just don't know if they have the pedigree quite yet. But, they, I mean, you have to gain it somehow. thing is with SGA, he can go toe-to-toe with anybody. Yeah. Anybody. Anyone on, whether it's Anthony Edwards, whether it's LeBron, whether it's Jokic, he's going to give you 30 to 35 to 40 in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they have enough talent to supplant, supplement that, right? Yes. Complement that, I should say. Um can they do it though? I mean, it's hard to make that jump from just being a playing team to just being right in the mix. And that would be reminiscent. I said this before of the old Thunder team where they went 
from nowhere to competing with Kobe and them to beating Kobe and them the next year. And then they were off after that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they have the talent to do it. It would be insane. But, I mean, they're doing what a lot of people, a lot of believers, Camden included, shouts to Cam, thought they would do. And that's, you know, really take their youth and their talent and really just kind of run with it. Uh, and the Kings, yeah. too. Kings are doing really well. They're the four seed. Um, there's not much gap between, I think, the three and the four and then down to the ten. Yeah, there's there's not much gap. And I think it's maybe a five-game gap between, like, the Warriors – or five or six-game gap between the Warriors and, like, the four seed. Because I know the Rockets are the eight seed right now, and I could see them falling out. They'd be my pick out of all the teams to fall out. They play really well at home. They don't play well on the road, which is typical of a young team. But they, like, really are not winning at all at home. They're three – the Kings the road, are the four say. seed, and the Warriors are now – they snuck up to the ten seed with the Phoenix Suns flaming out at the moment. And there's a three-game difference between. So, like, the Warriors could go on a five-game win streak and become a four-seed, and we're talking again, like, could they be contenders, like, in the media world? Yeah, it's going to be crowded in the West because, look, Ja's going to make a run with the Grizzlies at least at the plane. You know, I don't know if he can get all the way to the 87 seed, but he's going to at least get to that back part of the plane, like the 10-9. They're at least going to get him there, Um, especially with Triple J and Bane in tow. Yep. Um, the Clippers are playing really well right now. I got to eat crow there. They look, they I don't want to say the C word, but they do look a little C word ish. They look a little they, contender ish. They look cool. I'm going to um, call it cool. I'm cool. going to call it cool. Um, we'll make, we'll get to the contender, but they look cool. They look bought in. Like Harden looks all the way back. It's kind of weird. Okay. Well, see, here's the thing Harden's going to be bought in for the remainder of this season. It's just next year. Will he be bought? It, it seems like he because he did the same thing in Brooklyn, same thing in Philly. Like he, he wasn't it. playing this well. Oh no, he, scoring wise, he was not in either of those spots though. That's where Brooklyn. He was close, but Brooklyn, he was like the best point guard in the league. Mm-hmm. Like he got to like the point where it was like twenty two and eleven on given nights. Like he was really the best point guard in the league at that point. Like being quintessential point guard, I should say. And then now he's he's getting back to almost Rockets Harden, where he's just he's looking for his shot. It's incredible. I've said this before, but it's incredible how he can literally oscillate between being a top tier <laughs> point guard and a top tier two guard. Like he's yeah. he's the most elite combo guard probably ever. I mean, you could probably whatever Jerry West and the Big O, but at least from what I've seen, just combo guards. And I guess AI would be a combo guard too, mm-hmm. given his size. But Harden can truly like just be a point guard's point guard, and then be a two guard's two guard in the same game. The geek, and Devin Booker does that a little bit too, but yeah. man, Harden is the best I've seen at it. It's I guess you could throw Luca in there too. Yeah, I was going to say, um, Luca can't, but... Luca's a little different, I guess. But. If Luca feels different, because like Luca feels... He's taller. He's tall. He feels... Because he came into League of Three, and then he can move to the one. Like, I think people kind of just pinned him as a three because of his height, but he's really always... He's always he's always been a guy who runs... I think because they kind of almost gave him a little bit of the LeBron mold. Of where like he's big six seven six eight, but he's also gonna run the show. Like LeBron's obviously never been the point guard, but he's always semi. But he's always been the point. He's guard. always really been the point. So like he's always ran the offense, even though he's not listed ever as the point guard. He's sometimes power forward, most of the time small forward. But speaking of Luca, do you feel the Mavericks can do something? I think they would need to make a trade. I don't think in the playoffs they really. 
be anything more than a second round team. I think they can scare anybody. They can scare anybody. Because Luca can give you a 15, 50 and 14 Luka's game. Insane. <laughs> like he can Luka's give you insane. that. I call him Luca Jordan for a reason because it just <laughs> he might as well be MJ. He might as well be MJ without the athleticism because yeah. he can get his bucket on anybody. He's only going to continue to get better on offense. He's Luca he Bird. Even, he hasn't even peaked on offense. Luca Bird, Luca Jordan, like he's yeah. he's all of them. He's all of them. Like Luca is, he's incredible to watch, and I think he's only what twenty three or twenty four yeah. still, and this league is still entirely too easy for him. Um, same with Jokic. Like <laughs> like with Jokic, it's like the same thing. League's just too easy. It's scary. It's scary. Like I I, I genuinely don't like. He had an insane stat line yesterday. What was it like fifty fourteen and whatever the six, fuck he put I think up. I think it was six or eight. Yeah. So. Yeah, he can do it. He's young enough to where he has the energy. And honestly, he doesn't expend the energy. He doesn't need to because he's so much stronger than whoever's guarding him. Mm -hmm. So, And he doesn't put a ton of effort on defense. So he's going to be able to put up ridiculous numbers all offseason. Or sorry, all regular season. And he'll be able to do that in the playoffs, too. And he'll have Kyrie. He I'm has assuming... done that in the playoffs. Like every... <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's his lit... average is like 35. Yeah, playoffs, I was going to say, he's, he's the same player all the time. It's just... The one thing with him I've always wondered is you just have to either build the perfect, perfect team around him and he can kind of do the care. He can carry it. And then you have the second thing, like when they had Brunson, the way Brunson, Brunson is another conversation, the way he's been playing. He's been, I mean, he's just continuing to grow, but either that or he's going to kind of how like Mike did like Mike changed his game a little bit in those championship years. Not that like, cause obviously he got to a point where he was just so, talented so good he could score and do whatever he wanted to but he kind of took the ball out of his hands a little bit and was able to kind of work obviously the triangle offense with phil they got him into spots more so but luke is different because he's really he can be the point guard i just feel at times sometimes he can dominate the ball almost to a fault but then it's again very, uh... but then it's hard again because then he gives you games like this and you're like well how can he not dominate the ball it's very hard in in with the Rockets, yes. except he doesn't need to rely on the fouls. He he can he can get a layup at any single point he wants. And guess what? If you send help, he's gonna kick it to the corner and get you a three. And if he doesn't want to do any of that, he's gonna take a step back three and probably make that too. Yeah. Like he can do whatever he wants on the court. He can get any teammate he wants a three or a pick and roll dunk with lively. They got all the pieces. They can't really play defense. I mean, I guess they can here and there, maybe in a seven-game series. They, them missing Thibault in the offseason, I think, hurts. Like, they had him signed, and then mm. he ended up, like, move, and then going to the Blazers, I believe. But, like, they had him signed, and I think that would have been someone who you're like, okay, you can put him on your best, best offensive player. He can give you 20 to 25 minutes. He's not really the best shooter, but he can at least play defense for you, and you don't need him to be the greatest shooter when, again, as we we're just saying, Luka can get a shot whenever he wants to. So, yeah. So, I mean, I do believe in them. They're going to, well, you're going to need to score 130 to beat them in the playoffs. Even, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like even the Clippers, a team like that, like, you know, they could probably beat the Mavericks in five. Honestly, they have enough talent. Kawhi and Harden and Paul George, all three of them to stop. It's going to be tough. But other teams like the Lakers, they'd give the Lakers a run for the money. I don't think they'd beat the Lakers, but. You know, teams that don't have a ton of offensive firepower, yeah, you got to score 130 on them to get them out of there. And I think Luke and Kate could get most, if not all of them. Again, the Clippers in particular, 
just because they have so many weapons, that'd be a tough matchup. Yeah. But, and then, like, maybe the Thunder, that's a tough matchup. But, man, he could drag almost any team in the West. He could get them to seven, I think. So. Get the Kings to seven, the Warriors to seven, if they make, obviously, the play-in. Uh, they, 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 they would beat, they would beat the Warriors. They could beat the Kings. They could beat the Kings. They'd beat the Warriors. I would have them favored against that. They Nuggets, they could take the Nuggets to seven. I would have the Nuggets winning, but he could get to six, seven. It'd be he, tough against the Warriors too, even. Yeah, it'd be tough, but I think they, they, I think he could get it. But like the Nuggets, to me, like he, the Nuggets are such a the well-oiled machine right now. They just kind of, I would favor them for sure. They would be, they're the favorites in the West to me. They're the favorites right now in the favorites NBA. In the I was gonna say the favorites in the NBA, but this, you can book one to almost two games that Luca might win for you book one. He might get you the second one. And then obviously you might get a team one. And with Kyrie, Kyrie can get you almost get you one depending. Like he can dual get you one, like, cause he can go get you 50 at any point. So that's where it is. But then Jamal Murray's not scared of anything. Michael Porter jr. Has been playing better. Aaron Gordon plays his role perfectly. And then you've obviously got the, analytics god and Jokic, <laughs> he's literally an analytics not that he's only analytics but he's a, just an analytics cheat code like i just he's a cheat code in general he's just a cheat Jok- code in general but I'm you just, can play Jokic anywhere on any team he's gonna make them better yeah it's insane but yeah. the mavericks i'm intrigued because i do think they have a move much like you said about the lakers mm-hmm. or the clippers or whoever mm-hmm. i think there's one more player they can get who knows what that is um, I think it would be a defensive player. Not that one defensive player raises your team a ton. Yeah. But it would help. Oh, it um, definitely helps. But you mentioned the Suns earlier. Not for nothing, just like last year on Christmas, out of the blue, we hear, oh, Harden wants to go back to the Rockets. Rockets might be a possibility for Harden, da-da-da. And that became a thing the rest of the season, just here and there. Yep. And sure enough, it was something in the offseason. Not that he was actually going back to the Rockets, but that he wasn't going to be on Philly. And then we get a Woj report yesterday. KD is frustrated with the Suns out of the blue. That's not for nothing. There's no accident that that came out yesterday. That's no accident that it came out at all. Um, if Woj is reporting it, it's not an accident. Like, if Woj well, not only that, it's, you know, someone wanted that to come out. I don't know whether that was on the Suns side or the, or the player side. Usually what they say is... If you hear it from Woj, it's from the front office. If you hear it from Shams, it's from the player side. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it was more like we're hearing Katie's frustrated, it's really interesting. So I wonder, like, is he getting moved in back-to-back trade <laughs> deadlines? That, that would that would change my view on Katie a little bit. And that's someone who, you know, I've said it time and time and time and time again how much I hated the Warriors thing. Mm-hmm. That being said, KD's still one of my favorite players to watch of all time. I love watching Kevin Durant. I just, um, but if he gets traded and he moves and he pulls himself a James Harden and gets moved to that's what a problem. Be, what would be another contender? It's a problem. It's something I would that would change my view on him even more a little bit. So it's something he'll go I'm back to the Warriors on. somehow. Go <laughs> back to the Warriors. Get imagine like, that you get like it'd be like Kamingo well, Wiggins. Moody in like four or five picks. Not for nothing. That was rumored in Brooklyn that he could go back to like, the Warriors. So don't you joke about it, but don't don't rule it's it out. It's not out of the, it's not out of the don't realm of possibility. So. The, Kevin Durant, like the same. I mean, obviously LeBron. They who won two championships after the Heat tenure. It's fine. I just felt like again, 
LeBron just could have stayed with the Heat. I feel like he would like the roster obviously would have been fine. They would have managed to get draft somebody who's cool and good because they do it every single season. They have the best like farm system in the league. And if, if Pat Riley can build a contender around Jimmy Butler, he damn sure could have figured it out. Around LeBron. Yeah, yeah, he damn and sure could have figured he could have figured it out. Figured about it out. And LeBron Wade had a resurgence in 2016, like that playoffs. I feel like with LeBron, he could have had a, uh, those moments. Wade rise to the, rose to the occasion many, many times. The same way, as much as I'm a fan of the fact that he didn't, if I'm KD, I would have probably just stayed in Golden State. I like and. Like at some point, people get over the fact that you went there if you're racking up five or six. And like it was on the table, not that they would have absolutely done it, but it's on the table that they could have racked up five and six. They got the three finals. In my opinion, they would have beat the Raptors with a healthy KD. Game five, this first quarter and a half showed me enough. If Clay stays healthy, if Clay, yeah, but I think, yeah, I don't disagree with that either, but it's just. Like, I, if you rack up, like, five or six, I, you get to a point where it's like, okay, like, whatever. He, you're getting basketball lore, winning six championships. Okay, we're, whatever you went to that team, people in the barbershop can be like, oh, well, I don't know. And then you can be like, well, I can't fit all the rings on one hand. So, cool. <laughs> like, it's like, I can't fit them all on one hand. But I, I just don't know why he – personally – like from my aspect, I would have stayed there instead of going with a up and down Kyrie and then forcing your way out and going to an Devin Booker. Then they getting Bradley Beal, who hasn't really touched the court this season. And Devin Booker was always going to miss some time just because he's not the gr- the most. He's a little injury prone. What's funny is before they got traded, Katie and Kyrie. Brooklyn is really figuring it out. <laughs> Brooklyn looked good in the playoffs. They were the seventh seed. Dinwiddie, they had that whole roster look nice. They looked like they just needed to, in the in free agency, just insert like a guy. Kind of how like the Heat are built nice, and then they got Jimmy Butler. They could have done something. Like if you get a nice star, superstar-ish style player, I think they could have actually done something cool. I forget where I heard it, but um, <clears throat> someone said, I forget where the fuck I heard it, but they said if Simmons would have stayed healthy, KD would have stayed there last year. Like, as long as Simmons would have bought it in and would have. So I thought that was interesting. But I thought it was duly interesting that KD's frustrated, which, again, that's no accident. That's code for KD might want out if things don't change here in a couple months, you know, once we're edging towards the playoffs. And you got someone like Booker who's in his prime, who's top 10 player. What more do you need to be happy for? (laughs) That is to think... Two, three years ago, they're in the finals. It's Chris Paul. It's Devin Booker coming off of the COVID eight when they went eight, you know, in the bubble, but they missed the playoffs. They're coming off of that. They really show out. Blue 60 win team. They play the Bucks. They end up losing to a historic Giannis. That's fine. You can lose to an historic great player. That's cool. Off, like thinking off of that, if we would have said these next three years that it went like this. They got Kevin Durant, but then also they traded a lot for they they traded. They got Bradley Beal. They've just moved a bunch of pieces, and now Bradley Beal can't play. Kevin Durant might ask out, and then it's going to be Devin Booker on his own with no DeAndre. And, and it's like, okay. That's still <laughs> one of the craziest parts to me. I don't think they got enough for Aiden. If he's a former number one pick, 
Which we don't give enough smoke for that either. That Aiden was picked over Luca, but I'll save that for another day. Uh, Wait, who? Also, someone else was picked over Luca. Who was two in that draft? Because Luca was three. Marvin Bagley. It was Marvin Beckley, wasn't it, to the Kings? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, because Luca was three, and then he ended up getting traded with the Hawks. Trey Young ended up going there, which, again, cool for the Hawks to get Trey Young, but you could have had Luca, so that's pretty cool, too. You had Luca Jordan. You could, but Luka like, Magic, Luca I mean, that feels, that feels, speaking of Luca Jordan, that Luka feels, Iverson. that feels, Mike, but a little worse because at least the Rockets got all-time great top 12 player of all time Hakeem Elijah won won two championships and were formidable every pretty much every year he was there but at least I got that <laughs> you got Marvin Bagley and DeAndre and you could have paired Luka Doncic and Devin Booker are you kidding and the rumor was at the time they hired I believe they hired Luca's coach from Real Madrid as their assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, they're arguing Luca. And then they took Aiden, which is fine. But Aiden's one of those guys, kind of like Wiseman to me, where I was like, they're comparing Aiden to David Robinson. I'm like, why would you put that on him when people were truly saying, like, Luca was the LeBron of Europe? You know what I mean? Like, this is the best prospect we've had from Europe. Kid can play make. He's got a lot of James Harden to his game plays wise beyond his ears he was mvp of the spanish league and uh at worst he was gonna just be a nice big point guard yeah like yeah. At, at worst he was gonna just help devin booker get into his position and like even like be like a 17 7 and 9 guy like at worst that was gonna be lucas and it was like okay that would help that would benefit devin booker more and Aiden, to me, was extremely hard to evaluate as far as college. Not that I watch any of those games, but in general, any top prospect, to me, seems hard to evaluate now in college just because college seems dropped off a lot over the last 10 years. I don't think necessarily all the best American players are playing in college anymore. It, um, it's so. more of a team. Like, college now kind of almost feels a little bit, I think, how college felt later, like um, probably the 80s-ish. Like that round. I mean, not that you. I mean, you had obviously players, but well, the, not only what, did you have the best players in the '80s, you had all the best players staying two or three years. Yes, though that's what I'm more so meaning. A lot. You either have the be, some of the best teams in college basketball. A lot of the best teams, like a Purdue, which is I believe they're back to being number one again. They have people who are there for three or four years. So like they the difference is though it's not like. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. It's, it's and, a, that, and, that's, and that's my point. I was going to say that's where I was getting to is they come they're They're basically ready to be role players. They're not mm-hmm. ready to be superstars. And mm-hmm. a lot of your superstars are coming into the league at 18, 19, and it takes them a while to develop. So it's hard to gauge someone like Aiton because you're like, okay, there he's playing against collegiate players who won't do much in the NBA. If anything, they might go overseas and play, or they might be done playing basketball altogether. So it's hard to harder to didn't dominate. I just didn't understand it. Yeah. I understood the physical physicals piece, like his athleticism and that how he was a man amongst boys. But to put David Robinson on him who was a freak yeah. athlete, and Aiden's yeah. athletic, and Aiden can that, that. impose his will, but he can't dominate a game the way David Robinson could. Um, David Robinson, like. David Robinson, that guy, 
No, I didn't know. <laughs> do you know how good David Robinson is? Like, And I don't want to make myself sound like Mr. fucking Scout here because that's not me. But at the time, I was like, why wouldn't anyone take this Luka kid? Like, and it just seems it just seems like there's these guys every once in a while that come along where we'll just pinpoint them as the number one pick. And people don't really, I don't know. Like, it was just DeAndre and he's David Robinson. There wasn't much more to it other than he was athletic, could rebound, could block shots. It could be a beast in the paint. David Robinson could get you two steals and four blocks a game. I'm one of pretty the best defensive players of all like, time, like, for sure. Like he, he, David Robinson was an MVP. David Robinson could get you seventy. <laughs> like David Robinson, like David. Ro- Sorry, <laughs> I just no, no, <laughs> just just no. Uh, who else? Who else is? Who else am I thinking about when it comes to the NBA? But so, any topics you got? No, I'm in a almost in a debating mood. I'm trying to think where else we could go with this. <laughs> no, we I talked Halliburton and the Pacers after the plane or after the in season tournament. Yeah, um, uh, there's no one else really in the league. We touched on pretty much every contender other than the Knicks. We haven't really talked about the Knicks. I think the Knicks ceilings probably second round. They might be able to upset someone and get to the conference finals, like kind of like the Hawks did the other a few years back. That was a weird year. I did want to like, say. I did want to say. Brunson's Brunson's a problem. I did want to say about 2021. Yeah. I always forget that year was only like a month and a half off season. Yeah. So that the reason why that year was like weird to the next year was pretty much every single team that was that went on a deep playoff run that year lost in the first round or lost in the second round. They did not get out of it. Uh, the Nuggets, they lost in the second round to, I believe, the to the Suns. The Lakers, they lost in the first round to the Suns. LeBron got injured. That was his first ever. Um, the Heat got blown out by the Bucks, And then that was the Celtics, I want to say. Yeah, the Celtics, I think they lost. The Celtics lost in, I think, the second round that year. I could be wrong. I think it was the second round that year. So, like, every team that was, like, on late playoff runs in the conference finals or the finals that year, because there's such a long, a short, like time in between, six weeks. it was pretty much like there was like a six week period, and then they just go back to a grueling season. They didn't do great because they were playing meaningful basketball all the way up to mid August. So that I think that actually matters. And then you had teams like the Suns who were going on deep playoff runs, and you're like, okay, okay, but yeah, Bucks went on deep playoff run. Obviously, they won it all. Anybody you think, like, do you think KD actually gets traded? Do you think there's an impact guy who gets traded here within the next month? Now that we are officially inching towards a new year, it's really trade season here. Uh, you don't get a lot of January trades, probably more than December. We're certainly getting something at the deadline. Yes. This is way too wide open for us not to get some moves. I don't know if it's going to be an explosive deadline or what, but. To be completely honest with you, I think the most likely star to superstar that would get traded would be Kevin Durant. And I think it'd probably be to the Warriors somehow. I think it, I don't, there's not another team to me out there that makes a lot of sense. Otherwise, like, okay. So let me, let me, let me, let me take that back. Every single team could use Kevin Durant. So I'm not trying to make like Kevin Durant. I see what you're saying though. Ever since you said it, the more I'm like, sense like, like why wouldn't the why wouldn't the Suns take hypothetically wiggins and kaminga 
and whoever. Wiggins, you know I mean? Kaminga, Moody in multiple picks to get Kevin Durant. And why, and why wouldn't Kev, why wouldn't the Warriors do that? They're in win now mode. Then we could get Draymond, KD, part two. Yeah, we get them arguing. They're the they're in. Again. I was gonna say they're in win now mode. So like, you're going to have just year like a couple years of that like Draymond's on his last couple years Clay is on his last couple years of really being two true impact players Steph and KD depends how father time treats them but they look like they're still top 10 players obviously it makes sense to run it back it really makes sense to run it back I don't under I don't see another team like you wouldn't the Celtics wouldn't trade big pieces for them they don't need it the Sixers would make them would un, would make sense they could get like a Tobias Harris I don't know if they'd want to part with Maxi though. So they like, trade Maxi. They, see they aren't, they're not trading Maxi. Uh, so the Sixers would make sense and the Heat would make sense, but I don't know that I would love that. You could get a hero. Uh, you could probably build a package or it'd have to obviously hero, but again, you have Devin Booker too. So it's a little, but like the Heat would make another team that would make sense. But otherwise, like the Nuggets aren't going to do it. That would be just too much for the league, but the Nuggets aren't going to do it. The Mavs won't. The Lakers, pro- the Lakers can't. So, like a I lot do, of these teams can't make a trade. I do wonder if the Knicks uh, trade Randall for an the, impact guy. The, Not necessarily Durant, but I, I was going to say if, the Knicks would be another team that makes sense. But I do wonder if they want to take the next step. I would because I do think they're quasi contender. I don't think they're an actual. I don't think they can win the weird. Excuse me, win the ring this year. But I yeah. do think they could sneak into the conference finals. Sneak in. Yeah, I think the Knicks possibly could get to the conference championship. I Conference finals, I should say, not championship, obviously. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> just in the NFL and NBA merge mode. But So they're interesting, but I would probably have their, for me, second round. I think they can get out of the first, second round. It depends. Depends on the matchup. They can get knocked out in the first there's a lot of good teams in the East, but I have a question. Mm-hmm. If you're the Hawks, would you trade Trey Young? Do you think, like, what do you? They're in a weird spot. Like you were talking to me a couple of days ago. They're like six hundred and six hundred in their last twelve hundred games. Like they're just yeah, they're six hundred and six hundred since like twenty fifteen or something like that, or the last twelve hundred. Yeah. I would assume that includes actually the uh, the Joe Johnson years. Yeah, but yeah, that's a wild stat. That's a wild stat. Uh, I would trade one of the cards. Uh, it's weird because Trey is such a playmaker. Yeah, I think, I think he's pretty unguardable. Yeah. Like he reminds me of Kyrie, whereas like Kyrie's not the most athletic guy, but you can't you can't stay in front of him. He's too damn quick, and I believe that's the case for Trey Young. He can get any shot. He's not the shooter we thought he was going to be in the league. Mm-hmm. He's going to shoot ten threes a game, but he's probably going to make three. Yeah. Right? Um, so there is a world and I don't know when it is, but he's going to have another moment. I don't even, you mentioned the conference finals run that was in 21, right? That was in that weird year. So if Ben Simmons just fucking dunks the ball, who knows if they're even there, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, wait, didn't, didn't they beat, they, they beat the Sixers, beat the Sixers they, and, and then, then they the faced Bu- the Bucks and then the Bucks play and then the Bucks beat the Celtics that year. So they had the yep. Celtics didn't get to the conference finals that year. No, they played yep. the Hawks. So, Randomly. you know, I think that I always thought that was a little bit fraudulent. I never looked at that. Like, same with Luca. Like, Luca, the year they got to the conference finals, yes, they got to a game seven, but the Suns completely melted down, right? Like, it should <laughs> have been the, the- it should have been the Suns. And then, what do you get out of it? You get a you get a Warriors ring, 
that very well could have been a son's ring. Yeah. So I feel that way about 21 and 22 because 21 was very much up for grabs and Giannis took it. And I'm not trying to diminish the Warriors ring or any of that, but like back to your question though, because I'm all mm. over the place. No, Trey Young. Um I do think it's hard. It's hard to say he's not a franchise player, but it's hard to say he is a franchise player. He's certainly not a franchise player on the level of Luca and them. He feels you like about the other young players. He he feels like a one B. Like yes. like he can't be the the definitive best player on a championship team, but he can be like the best player in a series and can be the second best player for sure on a championship team. Like him and Jimmy Butler could win a championship. That kind of thing. But like he yeah, he's one like if he gets traded to a team and they've already got a solidified one, you're like Goddamn. That, kind of like Dame with Giannis right now. Yeah, yes, the same um, thing. Like if so, if he went to I mean, they don't need it anymore because why the way Maxi's uh, improved, but like if him and Embiid got together, that kind of thing where you'd be like, Okay, like that team really can compete for a championship for sure. Like cause he make he's gonna take and make big shots. There's no moment that he's not afraid of. So he's gonna go he's gonna go for it. But I don't think he can be like the Hawks right now. I don't think could ever win a championship as presently constructed or the way they're kind of building it. Cause I don't think he can be the best player, but also you don't see many guards who can be the best player that are like that small. It's really Isaiah Thomas and Steph. And I've, that, it's funny you say that cause Becky Hammond went on maybe the jump or something and mm-hmm. said that people kind of try to rip her for it, but it was, it's completely accurate. You don't get many small players, whether it's Iverson, whether it's it's really just Steph and Isaiah, like you said. Um, yeah, Trey, I mean, look, they're probably, if if it comes down to it, I'm assuming DeJounte gets traded this year just mm-hmm. because I don't even want to say it hasn't worked out. It's not even that they're a bad pairing. I think DeJounte, you can almost plug and play anywhere. He's yeah. a big guard. He can defend. Uh, I would love to see him elsewhere just to see him expand his game. Um, but it almost feels like with the Hawks, like if Trey Young, if you had Trey Young and a wing and a good big, which they have two decent bigs with uh, Capella and old boy coming off the bench. I can't remember his name, but they've got pieces. About. They've got pieces. And I thought they'd be better with Quinn Snyder. I did and too. I think there is something there with Trey Young. Bit. I think there is something there just because he is such an explosive offensive player. Regardless, he can play me. I think he's an underrated passer. Um, yeah, that might his passing honestly might be the best part about his game, like low key. Yeah, like and, he's and, a true... and that's a and uh, he's a very good scorer too. So like that's a kudos to him. But like his pat, like because when he was coming out and like they were comparing him to Steph, I was like he kind of has Steph in the sense of the range, but he wasn't like that accurate of a shooter. And he he looked to pass more than Steph. Like he felt a little more hardened to me than he did Steph. And he's weirdly. Steph's Steph's an unbelievably explosive scorer. Yeah, but Trey Young weirdly is a more explosive player, just with the, uh, just with how fast the he way is. he does it. Yeah, right. Just how fast he is and like his playmaking ability. Yes, um, and he can get you fifty, obviously, as we know. Mm-hmm. But if they could trade Dejounte for like, I don't want to say two impact players because he's probably not worth two impact players, no. but two. I wouldn't mind Zion. Players. Getting with Trey somehow. I don't think the Pelicans are gonna trade Zion, but I wouldn't mind. That also wouldn't be a bad, fully a bad move on both parts. Like, I mean, it depends on like what Zion you're gonna get, because Trey and Zion together, especially if Zion 
uh, can keep maturing and being fine. That's a great pairing. And then Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and DeJounte Murray is not a bad nucleus either. Or even Brandon Ingram. Or you Brand- put Brandon Ingram with Trey yeah, Young. Or, that- or a player like that. Like, if he gets a good wing beside him or yeah. an impact big, which yeah. is less impact bigs than there are impact wings, I think yeah. it's okay. Um, I don't hate that at all. It's just a really weird mix with him and DeJounte. And I think... I don't know. I think I think if they had more players, maybe even that would work, or a different, more defensive-minded team mm-hmm. that would work. But I don't know. That's one of the weirder ones. Yeah, and, it's hard. Uh, it's also hard to trade point guards. It is. There's just so many. Like I was just scrolling through all the teams that, like, hey, which team needs a point guard that would make sense for Trey? And I was like. Like Orlando Everyone's doesn't fully make sense. Cleveland has they have Garland, Indiana they have obviously Halliburton. Donovan Mitchell's probably going somewhere though. Donovan Mitchell, yeah, and he's not long for the Cavaliers. Um, it would be weird with him and Trey Young together. I don't know where that gets yeah, you. It no, gets that, you more explosive, weird. but I mean that's really the same as what Donovan Lillard, Mitchell's playing with. And uh, that's kind of Lillard and McCollum to me, just like a more a little bit more explosive version of it, where it was like. You've got two guards. I mean, Donovan Mitchell plays a little bit more defense than both of them, but you've got two guards who are not going to lock down defensively, especially Trey Young aspect. And so it's like, okay. But like at the same time, on any given night, they can maybe get you dual 40s. Like they can really, they can put up a bucket at any point. I forgot about Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he seems like he's, I don't know if it's this season or in the off season, but I don't. I don't think he's on the Cavs next year at all. Whether it's the Knicks, whether it's I don't know where it is, but I don't think he's there. Knicks makes sense. I'm looking through teams again. I wouldn't hate his fit on the Kings. Like, but like I don't know what you would do to trade to get him there. So that when you would have to try to make sense of it, the Suns could probably try to make the Suns out of the <laughs> trade Bradley Beal. No, they trade KD. KD on the <laughs> KD on the Cavs section. KD, KD. I mean, the most two K trade that would be. I actually wouldn't mind KD on the Cavs if you get Garland, KD, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. That's not a, a Max Struess. That's not a bad nucleus at all. That would be weird. That oh, but it, KD would be the next <laughs> automatically the second greatest Cleveland small forward of all time. <laughs> Behind his buddy LeBron. Behind LeBron, but oh man, I, I don't know. I I'm I'm gonna say it now. I Katie's getting traded to the Warriors by next year. I'm gonna say it's gonna happen this year. I that re- happens. That's gonna break the I, internet again. I really Twitter I, again. It there's just when you hear rumblings with KD, it's just I think that there's a trade to come behind it, and like I don't. I was gonna say Shams and Woj. If you're reporting something. I'm going to listen. My ears are going to perk up. I'm going to be like, okay, what's going on? And KD, if he's frustrated, the Suns say get to the Suns could get to 15 and 20. If the Warriors start to progress a little bit more and they get to like maybe the eighth spot, Kerr's going to make Kerr's going to sign off on it. Curry's going to sign off on it. The whole Warriors team's going to sign off it. Even though the Suns, they're the same division, not that that matters, but I'm just saying like, who says no, really? If especially if KD just tries to force his way out, 
Draymond somehow doesn't hear about the trade and then attacks KD as soon as he gets in the locker room. What is he doing back? <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's Sp- back. Sprints across, <laughs> sprints across the locker room and chokes him out. He Jordan pulls. He does all three at once. He chokes him and gives him a spinning back fist and then it lands him with the right hook haymaker. Uh, Don't come back here again, boy. <laughs> sure that's, what, sure, sure. that's what Draymond would say. Oh um, shit! Where the fuck was I? There was, I'm, I'm there was somewhere. Else. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm intrigued. No, that was great. I'm intrigued by. I don't know why they threw John Morant's name out, but after the in-season tournament run, people started saying specifically to Morant, Halliburton over Morant, and I thought that was a very good argument because Halliburton is. Last of a dying breed, true point guard, which I would throw Trey Young in there too. Mm, Harden, the last. I'm going to say Harden too. Like Harden has the ability. Harden, Harden has the ability. Harden, Harden can uh, just turn it yeah, on. Yeah, Harden's off, weird. And can, yeah, Harden um, has the ability. But there's a few and far between. We get a lot of scoring guards, combo guards, <clears throat> just not true point guards. But then you got Morant, who is a point guard, but he's a scoring guard, but he's unguardable. He is absolutely unguardable. He had his team his rookie year in the play-in position. Then after that, they were going toe-to-toe with the Warriors and probably could have took the Warriors to seven if Ja stays injured. Or sorry, does not get injured. Mm -hmm. Uh, What, put up 54 on the Warriors before he got injured? Yeah. 50-something? It's funny watching people discredit Ja like that. I get it. He's not your traditional point guard, but, man, nobody in this league can guard Ja Morant. The thing with him is, like, the second best point guard in the league oscillates to me like so much. Like one day it's Dame, and then I'm like, if you told me Josh or, and then like, I feel Shay. If you want to, like Shay could you feel could get there, and then like Halliburton, you he could seems feel to be there. more of a two. Yeah, he's, as I say, he kind of feels more of a two. He's like one that's kind of in between, but definitely Halliburton. The way he's starting to play, you're like, well, he's playing at that level, and then. So, like, the second best point guard in the game, like, feels weird to me. I guess it for me, it'd be the conversation between Dame and Jaw, and I don't know who I would choose at this point. Like, it's just, I feel like there's this, it's up in the air. It's like who you watch on that night. It's like, oh, Dame must be the second best point guard in the league, just dropped 50, and then you see Jaw on his game back doing what he does. You're like, oh, well, he's got to be the second best point guard in the league. Obviously. De'Aaron Fox would have something De- De'Aaron, to say about it too. De'Aaron Fox, and then maybe not the second best, but there's not maybe many more point guards you'd want to have in big spot than either Jamal Murray or Jalen Brunson. They both are they're going to make they are going to make plays down the stretch, and they're not afraid of anything. And then it depends. Actually, wait. If you count Luca as a point guard, he's the second best point guard. Or you could even argue the first. Even but, the best. Uh, you could argue the best. I th- I would say Steph's a touch better than him. If someone wants to say Luca's better than Steph, cool. I'm fine. So the third best point guard, if you're counting Luca in that category, which you probably should be at this point, then he's there. Those are your definitive twos, one and two to me. I'm going to spin something off that I do want to read Josh Statline. So they beat the Pelicans again tonight. Yeah. By one point in OT, 116, 115. Yeah. Josh had 31, 5, 7, a steal, two blocks. Just want to throw that out there. Like he's just back, back into form. But now I will say, just because you got me thinking about it, what would it look like if Luca just trade positions with him? He's on the Warriors. Steph doesn't even got to be on the Mavericks. Just put Luca on the Warriors right now with Clay, with hypothetically a healthy, not suspended Draymond, and everyone else. How do you think that looks? 
the same. I think. Okay, so before, like the Warriors iteration before, like when they obviously were on their dynastic run, I don't think you could really place many people and get the same pro- productivity as Steph. Dame's going to get you the closest because that offense was based off the fluidity of Steph. At this point, their offense, because they don't have many scores, is based off the greatness of Steph. And then obviously, depending on what you get from Clay, but they don't have the same, they don't have the same effectiveness with the motion to where I think Luca could probably win you more games. But I think in the playoffs, they'd probably take you just as far. I'd agree with that. So I, I do think they'd be better in the regular season. I do think they'd be a better regular I think season. Clay team. would benefit more from Luca at this at this point because of how their roster has to be. I don't think they don't get the same movement off of that motion. So I'd say there'd be a better regular season team. I think their peak both would be around the same in the playoffs. Warriors need to just go out and get them a pick and roll big, and then just another impact guy. It's hard to get that other impact guy, but it's hard for me to believe they can't just go get a guy Clint, who's not I, playing. Could right they get now. Clint Capella? Like, could they? May I mean, from the, the Hawks. Yeah, I know that that'd be a little tougher, but like, could they get? I don't see why they couldn't. That like, what would be wrong with that? You've got a rim run like on their pick and rolls that they do with Draymond. That's a perfect lob guy. Like he's gonna go up and get it. He's gonna protect the rim. So you're defensively, you're already better, and he's not afraid to run the floor. Like he's there's not a way for them to go get B ball Paul from the Sixers mm-hmm. get Paul Reed. Yeah, that would be ideal for them too. They so. just need someone or the guy I threw out earlier, Olenek. He's not necessarily yes. a pick and roll. He's more of a pick and pop, but he fits. As far as IQ, as far as shooting. He's a better defending Saric for what they're doing right now. And yeah, Saric he'd, be able to bang. Been... he'd be able to bang with maybe not Jokic, but he'd be another body to throw at people. Yes. And then again, just go get a and even so, off of Scrappy. And even so, like Olenek would be a nice help side guy because you like Draymond's not afraid to put a body into Jokic. It's just the fact that he's just too he's six too, five. He's just too <laughs> small. But if you could have Draymond, he's strong though, clearly. So if you could have him put like actually like a body on Jokic with help side defense, then you could uh, leaving Aaron Gordon open for threes, and then if Aaron Gordon beats you from the three point line, you deal with it. But so that would be. I would say, do you have any other hypothetical trades or anything? Because that's about my NBA. I feel good, guy. I got some stuff out. I'm sure I could come up with more hypothetically though. If Draymond was guarding Jokic a whole game, he'd probably score or something like. Or just end with a style line of something like 48, 18, and whatever for the Or assists. two points because he got punched in the face and out for the game. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like he, might, he, might, he might have gotten injured for the game. I actually do want to see him try his shit with Jokic sometime because Jokic, would, seen, Jokic. Jokic will sprint into your back and end your season. So <laughs> Jokic is psycho. He's yeah. straight on level psycho, which is funny. Like He, he, just, he wants to kill the ref, even he, though he, he got... He got kicked out of a game against the Bulls <laughs> a couple weeks ago for not doing anything. Uh, these refs are continuously soft. But, no, yeah. we'll be back with more NBA. I actually got nothing right now. But yeah. I'm sure there's more hypotheticals and such. Something's going to happen. Questions, so, something will happen. But, oh, uh, listen, we can have a history lesson anytime for the, for the Warner Brothers podcast listeners and viewers. We can have a history lesson anytime. But. As of right now, I do not have anything. I enjoy talking NBA. It's been a little, it's been longer than we needed. I'll say that. Yes. Glad we got to talk about it. And yeah, we will have much more NBA and NFL in person this week. 
cannot wait to discuss it. This has been a lot of fun this for sure, Keenan. So um, end of the year pod coming up soon where we mm. do our music breakdown too. So be on the lookout for that. This is the Warner Brothers podcast. Obviously, we got Kyle here. We got Keenan here. Live take. That's Castro. This is Keenan. This is Keenan Warner. YouTube's. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can get TikTok. it. TikTok, Instagram, anywhere you can get it social media-wise, we're there. Twitter's kind of boring, but don't worry about that. Um, but Warner Brothers Podcast, thank everybody. We're out. Black man.